but uh, I got the Rat Pat this week on uh, locked in. It's uh, a few unusual faces. No DJC, no no Sam, no Gav. Um, instead, Bean and Moz from Mark's punning and and Tivo from from Wintelligence. Uh, Tivo, I'll start with you, mate. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. Good podcast debut. So as I said, I got the hoodie uh, dry clean for the occasion. It's a it's a big occasion, mate. Uh, I know you don't have any uh, any suit jacket for the for the clean after Stradbroke season, so uh, I'm surprised you've got a shirt on. To be honest, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, being seen and like me, talk, mate. Uh, always good to have you back on here because last time you were on, you you, you tipped a mozza and, and won the punters plenty on uh, on Derby Day. Uh, yeah, mate. I'm keen to be back. A couple of roughies at the sunny coast. One of my least favourite punting trucks in all of Australia, I think. But um, Cobalt Park. Here we go again. Yep, Moza. Um, you're always good, mate. Yeah, thanks, mate. I just uh, I had my timer on about a minute for Nick Lloyd to mention Derby Day, and here we are. We're already at bingo. That's right. Uh, we well, we do have to. We do sort of have to fill the few. Uh, you know, you got to keep the sponsors happy, and and Derby Day is is one of them. Uh, for the bingo players, Kovalika, get that one in there too. So um, <laughs> it's always good. Um, God, you'll never move on from that, mate. It's just, uh, I'm just yeah. glad that us four can re- reunite because my hamstrings are finally cooled down after the old Stradbroke sprint that we all had to endure. But it was a good day out, wasn't it, boys? Mate, it was yeah, good. It was. Um, been 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 walked in. Yeah, been walked in when he when he felt like it later on in the day after. Steve Moz and I did the heavy, the heavy lifting to get us table, but uh, yeah, it's all right. Someone's got to do it, don't they? Yeah, mate, yeah, home cooked brekkie, like nothing better than yeah. that before Stradbroke Day. <laughs> yeah. Tivo, um, intelligence, mate. You're you're going all right at the moment. Not too bad, mate. A decent little winter, but uh, not not really a volume of winners. Normally, just one. It's normally been one each Saturday, like a bigger price. Like I know you boys back Salino as well, but. Salino got was my only winner on Stradbroke Day, but like that pays for the day. So, yeah, uh, I know you, you said to me at the start of the day, you go, I've just had me me two hundred on everything, and and I only need one winner, and and that was it. So a nice nice little fill up when a thirteen dollar shot wobs. Absolutely. Um, well, what are we? We're, we're pretty much the last day of the, the Queensland <laughs> on Saturday at the Sunshine Coast. You got the. Uh, what have we got? This Carandra Cup, Glasshouse, and the uh, the Winx Guineas, the time honoured Winx Guineas. So um, we'll do those ones. Uh, but boys, before we do get stuck in, I want to ask you about the the Wiramu pin um, situation. Uh, ben, I'll, I'll start with you because I like it. You rolled up uh, night and early. Of course, he came over. He was he had two kilos in New Zealand, from what I can understand. And when he's come to Victoria, he started off with a three kilo claim. He's got however many weeks into his his time here, and stewards have gone. Hang on, this bloke should only have a two kilo claim, and now they've disqualified him for twenty nine wins. Mate, if there has been few bigger fuck ups at Racing Victoria, and that is saying something, because that place is an absolute shambles. Matt Welsh was the big fixer upper, and it's gone it's gone south faster than the Broncos will probably from the top of the NRL ladder at the moment. But uh, mate, um, what an absolute cock up that was. How do you get that wrong? Seriously, it blows my mind. Yeah, um, Mozo, it was probably not really like anyone's fault but Racing Victoria, was it? No, 100% their fault. And the problem with them, because they're an absolute bunch of entitled, privileged Mexicans, 
just take the blame from the get-go instead of playing blame game, blame game, blame game. And guess what? There's no one left to blame because they did it. They fucked up. Get it over and done with six weeks ago when it happened. Come yeah, up. Exactly. Uh, Tivo, I know you're your best, one of your best bets a couple of weeks ago. Normandy Bridge ran second to a Wirimu pin runner. Uh, have you been paid out or, or are you claiming it? Mate, it makes you sick, doesn't it? But, like, to be honest, like, it was been a length and a half. Like, I don't think the second-place horses, a kilo, deserve to get raised to first. But the good thing about the situation is that first and second owners are both being paid out, from what I understand. So, like, that's a win for owners, which is rare. It's a win. And I, I tell you what, the horses that did, did actually win the races before getting disqualified, it's almost <laughs> a massive win there because, A, you don't have to pay back the winning. So you've already been paid out. People that have backed it have already been paid out and they don't have to lose the winnings. And also the horse doesn't win, so they can stay in that same class of race and, and the same handicap. So, like, they're not going up in ratings points. So you can almost go and win another benchmark 72, even if you would have gone to a 75 after that or a, a class one somewhere. So, uh, gee whiz, it's a, double, it's a double whammy. And it's more, I don't know if Racing Victoria really thought that through, but they've uh, decided not to, not to pay and, and you know what, Lloyd? It's it sounds like a terrific battler sort of win there that you that you've just sort of laid out. But I reckon thirty seven of the thirty nine wins were for Bob Peters as bloody pink and white, and are now <laughs> with the leak yard. So the riches keep getting richer. That that man is flying at the moment of Victoria with that apprentice. So yeah. interesting to see the the cold streak begin again. I was going to say a couple in the Rupert Lee colours as well. So uh, yeah, the the rich do just keep getting richer, really. Yep. Yep. We'll get stuck into it. Uh, we'll kick off. We'll go. Tivo can start us off with uh, with his little spiel in the first few races. So we'll um, we'll kick off in race six. It's the Caliandra Cup. We'll go. We'll go. Tivo Moz Bean. That can be the order. But uh, boys, twenty four hundred meters uh, listed level. I think Ladonda V won it last year on the on the slog. So uh, that says a little bit about the race, I think. Um, but this year we've got the likes of Zoom on your three dollar fifty favourite. Launcy six dollars, uh, four dollars sixty. You'd love six dollars, Miles. Uh, Blood Devant six dollars, and then it's a few yaks, Desert Icon, Regal Lion, and Warning. They're making out the rest of the the ones in single figures, but. Tivo, you've got forty-five seconds, mate, to uh, to convince me why I should be backing your horse. Well, it is the battle of the yaks, and you just got to work out which yak is going better than the other yaks. And the yak in form is Luncey's. Honestly, like, can anything else in this race have run fifth or fourth in AQ twenty-two, or run second to without a fight prior to that, or bolted in last start like he did? I don't think so. Obviously, the leveller is 59.5 kilos wide gate, but look, if you can't make ground at Sunny Coast, you can't make ground anywhere. So I think he still gets the job done. Beautiful. You, you, you've been practicing that, I know, just to make sure it's in under the 45 seconds so I don't pop the buzzer. Moz, you're not going to really have to add much, I don't think, onto that one. No, well, that's it, mate. My 45 seconds was rehearsed, but I, I sent uh, TiVo my notes, and he's obviously just read word for word. So, mate, I'm all over Lunkies as well. And case in point, without a fight, is is a $2 favourite for the Everest, for the Melbourne Cup, for the Corporal <laughs> Cup, for the ARC. Uh, it's the best horse going around, and Lunkies was not that far behind him. So he's got the runs on the board. We talk about levels and weights. He's given a horse like Desert Icon a kilo. Desert Icon is better used being in the desert and just staying there because that thing just i can't believe it's it's going around at seven dollars once he's all that 
Beautiful, mate. Uh, Bean, uh, I think you've got a little bit more value for us at least. Yeah, the, the classic favourite punters here from um, Wintelligence and um, our famous mug leader. But um, I'm with Secret Bummer for the um, Maren Eustace teammate. They, um, they're the distance training specialist. Uh, this horse was good over 2,400, bolted in at Ramwick and then just back in the ruck. Doombin, latest. Um, you can get the job done here. Tyler Schiller on bar- barrier eight should be four pairs back one out, I hope. But, um, yeah, I think it can be winning $27. See you, Lunsies. Wow. How about four pairs back, one out? Uh, I think, do you reckon that was the plan on, on Opal Ridge for Tyler Schiller, but he ended up one pair back, four out? Yeah, but I've spoken to him, mate. We've had words after um, the Opal Ridge disaster. So, um, yeah, we figured it all out now. Yeah, nah. big fan of the show, Tyler. No doubt he will be listening. So, to sum um, it up, he's he's not welcome back in Queensland anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> just just about the Opal Ridge ride, uh, boys. I'm gonna. Uh, I, I don't like locking locking people in on their first show, but Lunsies, you made a fair case. But Moz, I'm gonna give it to you just to keep Devo in the dark for a little bit longer there. But. Uh, it's, it's standard, you know. Uh, Bean, I, I nearly thought, you know, we could go against the grain here and, and you know, go go the $27 shot. But uh, majority in numbers, mate. So we'll, yeah. we'll go with Lunsies we'll there. For what it's worth, I've made Irish sequel best of the day at, at Sunshine Coast. I, I've really talked myself into it. Uh, I messaged TiVo early in the week and I said, I think I found the one in the in the Caloundra Cup. But, um, yeah, ended up really talking myself into it. But anyway. Uh, we'll move on. Wing Skinny's group three, uh, named in honour. TiVo, that, at that point in time, that's where you just delete his number and get yourself a new phone. Best of the day, that is, it just doesn't make sense at all. <laughs> it's a, I've made it a special anyway, put it like that. Whether or not it ends up being the best or the best roughing, which probably the latter, but we'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge off that way morning, I think. But, um... What did I say? We got the Wings Guineas next. That's always a good race. Uh, the great mare, she won this race first uh, before going on and winning winning a shitload of races after that. Cox Plates, uh, Rosovo, he'll have his name up in lights next to her uh, her name on the Cox Plates on a roll in the spring, yes. according to Tebo. So that's always good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, mate, Susa, uh, $3.70 favourite. Gravenny with the Sydney form. Full 40, Crafty Eagle, another Sydney cider. Chairman, last time, Ipswich winner. Um, do what you will with that. TiVo, mate, kick us off here in the Winks Guineas. Well, Susay will be winning and will be winning well. It is the best of the day, and clearly. Um, it clearly brings the best form. Yellow Brick, Medina. Dead set almost beat them last start. If they were, if Yellow Brick was here, it'd be a dollar thirty-five and it'd bolt in. And Susay is going just as well. Plus, the map is just sensational. Gravini drawn 18 is going to be dead set spotting. Susay maybe seven, eight lengths. Um, Susay will just lob behind a very even tempo and just go bang late. It will be winning. Do you, um, I'm going to give you a follow on question just to, to fill up a little bit more time. But Susay, we saw him first up get a mile back and, and really hit the line strongly. Last start, we saw him a little bit closer there. Do you think Barrier 3 just lobs behind him? Mate, Barrier 3 and Tim Clark on board, he's always a positive rider. Like, it would just dead set be tucked in behind what little leaders there are. Yeah, use your 45 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen him up there big time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just didn't want to tip. Moz, go for it, mate. Look, I'm taking on Soothsayer, albeit um, the trial form that Soothsayer just put in last start looks exceptional. So I'll be watching that 
trial form come out. But I'm yeah. with the boss man, uh, James Orman or Tony Golan. Take your pick who the boss is because they're both <laughs> flying each and every Saturday. No different here. Uh, yes, Ipswich Lloydie, that is where he won his last start. And it was an Ipswich Cup day. Some good horses come through. But the way he won, absolutely just didn't know what to do, I think, in that sort of 150 metres straight they got at Ipswich. But once he sort of got going, he was putting three to their one. Like good horses, well, might be speaking a bit prematurely, but horses that win like that have something up their sleeve. And I think the timing just seems perfect. Oh, buzzer oh. beater. Three on the buzzer beater. Jeez, I tell you what, Ben, you just have to, like, just say <laughs> one word here on who you're tipping and then you get, you get it locked in because the other two have buzzed themselves out. Uh, but, mate, who do you like in the Wink Skinners? Uh, I'm with Tebow, mate. Soosaver is the best favourite of the day. Best, it's close to the best bet of the day here. It's a, it's an absolute living, breathing certainty on Saturday. It will. It, it's going to bolt in. It'll win by three. You could have you could have made that your best bet instead of making warp speed your best bet. Like at least there's a there's a little bit of merit to tipping Soothsayer, but warp speed, Christ. Yeah, but when warp speed wins by two or three in the second race of the day, and the mugs jump out of the ground and get behind the bazinga again, mate, then I look like a hero. So you know. you're going to get more enjoyment out of me having to watch warp speed win than you winning on warp speed. Probably, yeah. I could win a thousand on warp speed, and it would make me feel as good as watching your face when warp speed lobs. Yeah, yeah. I reckon that there would be a bookie out there to give Bean a multi of warp speed and Suicide with a combined ten length victory margin. <laughs> we know any bookies? I'm sure there'll be bookies listening. Yeah, what about a baggy bet? <laughs> they, I, don't, I don't know if they exist anymore. <laughs> um, well, yeah, Bean, you, you get that one, I guess for. By default, um, the other two wanted to talk for too long, but anyway, um, Suze, we'll, we'll go with that. So, both a little bit of value in the last, but boys, before we get to the uh, the glass house, I want to ask you: we we like to think of ourselves, I guess, as Queensland racing um, gurus, fans. Um, end of the carnival now. Uh, what's been a what's been a highlight? Uh, Zachy boy, we'll start with you, mate. Uh, one one sort of horse that stood out, or a horse that you want to follow, or even just to fill up on the punt. Mate, it's an obvious one, but for me, very nice and early Giga Kick. Like being able to go to the track and watch a horse of Giga Kick's quality start the carnival off was just awesome. So, like you know, it's an obvious one. He's going to win an Everest. He's going to win whatever he contests this prep. But it was just great to see him in Queensland. It was. Uh, do you think he can win the Everest again in, in the spring and we sort of use him as the poster boy like we did with Zaki a few years ago? He will win the Everest. There is there is no dangers to Giga Kick in the Everest. Oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had a dollar on him, but I'm going to have to start. <laughs> just the, the, the I think, uh, think Tivo's just booked himself accommodation with us at Everest weekend. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. They're the statements we want. Exactly. Uh, Miles, what about you, mate? Uh, I'm trying to think if, if Kovalika was your only Group 1 tip. Or Giga Kick, I suppose you would have found this. But uh, any highlights, mate? I'll probably have to steal Tivo's and say Giga Kick as well. And, yeah, I had a bit of a light pocket-filling uh, Group 1 carnival, you you may say. But uh, I think you you two lads were, were probably busy that day, but I just told myself I can't not go down the track and have a look at this horse go around. And that's exactly what I did. I think I was there for maybe an hour, got myself a 4X gold and a pie and watched, well, 
potentially the greatest ever prize money winning horse go around, which is just pretty special. Yeah, cool. yeah. It's uh, not a bad way to do it. Forex uh, gold and a pie and, and a little bit of giga kick on the side. Gee whiz, <laughs> that's a, that's a standard Saturday in, in the day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what about you, mate? You you back? I reckon if there was, what do we have? Six weeks and. And nine races, you you've just about backed every single winner across those six weeks. Uh, yeah, I think I had an okay, um, pretty good carnival in terms of. No, think about it for me, mate. All the uh, all the haters um, were on my back about it all a long way out. Um, came out and belted them wait for age, and then gave him a towel up job in the in the Stradbrokes. So yeah, it's it's a superstar that horse. The the next private eye, it looks like, for the Joe Pride Yard. Yeah, keen to see where it goes. Has he got a slot yet in the Everest? Yeah. 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 He's locked in. So I think we've got Giga Kick, Mazu, and, and Think About It are the three that are that are locked and loaded. Uh, Pete Moody is playing. I don't know what he's playing, if he's playing mind games or if he is really just being sort of like sort of not getting the deals that they, they want. But they haven't locked in anything with I Wish I Win yet. Apparently no one's come to the come to the party with uh with what they're wanting so that'll be interesting because you've got got the new king charles the third race on the same day 1600 weight for age group one for for those sort of horses and then a cox plate which i know is that was his target 12 months ago um when he was going around in the turak so maybe maybe the tj winner won't be in an everest which would just be bizarre it's it's the deals isn't it the deals get all sorts of fucked up don't they because they want they want like you know like the the slot holders want eighty percent and give the owners like they like, I remember you just telling me about the archer one day and the percentages are all over the shop. It's a sham. Yeah, ridiculous. It's, uh, it's massive though, Lordy. When you put it in that context, because it almost shapes his spring. Because we we've always sort of thought he, he's a miler to a, a Cox Plate horse, but yeah. Pete's big. You know, big Pete's adamant on on the sprint trips just because of the money. But if he goes a mile on that day because they can't agree on a slot, well, the logical steps onto a Cox Plate, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So it's almost like that, that new race, like you could look at it, you can look at it as a win for Sydney racing because you're going to get, you, you know, you're going to get your Mr. Brightsides and probably your Alligator Bloods and Zarkis in that race, but then also you you potentially lose horses like I wish I win. Next year, you wouldn't know. Think about it. Here's the sort of horse that, that could probably go that way rather than to an Everest. So you've got those those couple of runners that, that could go either way and end up in Melbourne in the in the Cox Plate rather than the, the Everest. So, yep, be interesting. Uh, Tivo, is there anyone that sort of um, – I forget what I was going to say there, but, like, I wish I win. Like, is he – do you have him pegged in either sort of corner? Like, is he a sprinter or do you reckon he could, he could win a Cox Plate if they wanted to? Look, I – until we just had this conversation now, like I would have thought, oh, just straight away Everest. But then the King George, it's sort of like, oh, that gives them the option to still earn ridiculously yeah. good prize money and progress to a Cox Plate rather than have to stay to a sprint trip. So I I think he's been over his Yeah, well, like, and that's the other thing. Yeah, he was no good. Yeah, go on. He was, an ups- he was upset as a favourite in the Tourac, was it, or whatever, the 1,400-metre group one early yeah. in the spring last year. Like, he just... Yeah, he was lackluster there, and then since he's come back to the sprint trips, he's just been dynamic. So, I think he's better mm. kept at a sprint trip. Yeah, the other thing too that a horse like him might have to think about, like if they're not not fully sold that they can beat Giggy Kick in an Everest, and say, but they they reckon they can run second. If they've got a fifty percent 
deal, 50-50 deal on prize money. Like, are they going to be winning more prize money if they win the King Charles rather than run second in an Everest? Like, based off the, by the time you look at the slot holder split and all that. So it'll be interesting to see how that shapes because then Giga Kick will just be a complete moral. Yes, yes, it will be. Yeah. And also it'll have to probably be, beat the, the 14 Chris Waller mile, <laughs> milers that'll line up in the, I mean, the King George as well. So there is that problem. Yeah, there's always that problem. It'll be no compromise and Durst and having their first run for the spring. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but before we do get to the spring, boys, there is one more race that's uh, at the Sunshine Coast on Saturday. Uh, the Glasshouse Handicap, uh, Jamaican Rain, she won this race a few years ago on an absolute slug. Uh There's one for you. <laughs> that, that says a little bit about the race. But uh, Mutamek, another Victorian, $4.40 favourite, Aureus Angel, 8 bucks. Cepheus, Chassis, Blazer Trail, they're all, all single figures there. And Gravina, who who should be going for the eyeliner, Glasshouse double, but uh, somehow got beaten in the eyeliner. Anyway, not salty at all. Tivo, kick us off, mate. I hate doing this, but three from three favourites for me. Munamek, I'm a rusted on Melbourne form man. Like, he had Melbourne States for me. He actually beat Cardinal Gem first up last prep, so there's a good little tie-in to the Queensland Carnival. But he bolted in and stakes grabbed first yeah. up. How did that go? Kind of- yeah, very good. Yeah, very good. And then second up, yeah. he's come second to Antino, who has the Epsom handicap trophy already engraved. Um, and that's almost the best form in Queensland outside of a Stradbroke, in my opinion. So I know that you said the drop back from 16 yeah. to 14, he's never had a run that rated like well enough to win this race. But last time he was 16 back to 14, he was a dead set certainty lick behind uh, Scalopini when, she, when he was in that little purple patch of form, and if you pick him up and put him in this race, he wins this. So I think that's the right form. Yeah. Yep. Uh, nice. I, I don't mind that, even though I said it cannot win. But, uh, <laughs> Moz, uh, I know I know you're going to like what you're putting down here, mate. Yeah, mate. And I'm, uh, I'm a bit disappointed you've already locked me in because I'm, I know you're all over Aureus Angel, and I am as well. And, Look, uh, Lloydy, you brought this horse to my attention a couple of starts ago when I was just too blind to look at form and results. But, TiVo, you mentioned that uh, that Mortebeck form is pretty good, but the only thing better than that is Stradbroke form. Last start, this girl had an absolute torrid run, beat home roots, beat home, uh, well, just behind Comrade Rosa, who were both pretty good runs. Uh, Opal Ridge as well, you can add to that list, in the Tats Tiara. The the unlucky runner not to get a run was Aureus Angel. So, fingers crossed she's fresh, she's ready to go. I think she looked good from Barrier 1. King of Rockhampton on board. Sorry, Lloydy. Martin Harley's that man now. Yeah, very good. Just stop talking before I have to buzz you so I don't have to – I can't lock you in. Um, <laughs> Bean, uh, I forget who you tipped in this, so this will be a nice development of surprise for me. <laughs> Um, well, you've spoken about the Masters of Queensland Racing. Uh, Jimmy Ullman, TJ Gollan, mate, Vinko can be winning this at the $31. Fourth up, this horse is an absolute bomb. Um, four starts at the track for two seconds and a third. Um, I, I think this, I think this is its go. This, this looks like a bit of a setup job by the, by the stable here. And, um, with the, with the best jockey in Queensland on board, um, when it charges past Aureus Angel at the, 100 it'll be a few of these ones for you lordy so um yeah oh i i can't wait to see that because she will give him wind burn <laughs> how many, how many pigeons on that uh side bet oh, mate, it's almost it's almost a card and bet that Jeez. another four pack on that i think then go to beat home Aureus angel there you go four pack 
Can I jump in on these bets at some point or what? Well, I'm not sure. It's almost, <laughs> it's almost like, who, who are you? It's, you've, got, yeah. you've got to come to the party with, with something, though. We're having a sword fight here, mate. We don't want a sec. We don't want a third sword. <laughs> Oh. Third, third, third sword. Yeah, I'll bring the glorious angel for obvious reasons. I'll bring the sword. Yeah, I just won't look you in the eye. That's all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, boys, um, that's it uh, for the Queensland Carnival. T vote. Well done, mate. You, you managed to get through a, a, a whole episode of locked in without locking one in. So um, yeah. that's sort of almost like yeah. What are you? Like your initiation is you get on here and we just ignore what you tip. Uh, that's like that's pretty you, much how it works. But like when you get your NRL debut, but you get stuck on the bench the whole game, the coach never puts you on. <laughs> you get three minutes in, in Origin game one. Look like calling you Nico. <laughs> um, but mate, thanks for coming on. Good luck this weekend. Uh, hopefully, you and your your loyal loyal members there have a bit of a fill up. Um, what's your? Have you got a best bet for us outside of Sooth Soothsayer? Uh, anyway. Sayer, he, I think he's the best bet. Uh, Golden Boom, I think, is a moral earlier in the early in the card at the Sunny Coast, and then you can finish with Rubiquitous about four dollars. Look, I think it's a favourite stay at the Sunny Coast. Um, yeah, I expect those three to get the job done. Beautiful little three leg multi. Uh, hopefully that one lobs up. I don't know if that'll be 50, 56 to one like Beanland last weekend with a character in a no and a deal. But <laughs> but some someone's eating once that week. <laughs> Not all heroes, mate. Not all Not heroes. <laughs> Bean was always a pleasure. Thanks for coming on. Um, come to the party and hopefully kick off or uh, end the, the carnival with a bang. So thanks, boys. Cheers, mate. Thanks. Mate, good luck, punters. Good luck. Good luck.